Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today. And in this episode, Tara Anderson, Director of Customer Success at New Forma, discusses the role data plays in risk management, including the risk of bad data, plus shares how project information management software can be used to capture more intelligent data and ensure that it's readily available when needed. Let's dig in with Tara now. Tara, I appreciate you joining me. And I, before we begin with our topic, I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, New Forma and the types of technologies that it provides to the construction industry. Sure. Thank you, Becky. New Forma is a software company that was founded in 2004. It was founded by people in the AEC industry for the AEC industry. And it's really been known specifically for project information management. Back in 2004, our founders saw a significant need in the industry for helping to manage all the information that is involved in a construction project. And that mission has just continued because the data in projects has just continued to grow. So the problem is very much still there. So we, we really, as a company, we, we look to help improve the delivery of projects just by helping people better find their information and make their information more intelligent. Because that is, that's really important in, in just creating a great project environment. Newforma has two main products. They have a, our flagship product is Newforma Project Center, which is an enterprise product that is really designed around project information management. Our second product is called ConstructX, and it is a project-based, web-based product really designed for the construction administration phase of the project. Perfect. Uh, So diving into our topic, um, as we all know in this industry, um, by its nature, there's a substantial risk and potential liability throughout the construction process. But I think there are... Um, a lot of construction teams may not think about data when they're developing their risk management strategy. Can you discuss why that should be considered as part of that strategy? Absolutely. Data is fundamental in that risk management strategy. And you're right. It's not the, the top of mind. Because often when we think about risk management in a construction project, we think about that construction risk. So job site safety, making sure there aren't injuries. That is a part. And we'll, I'll talk a little bit in a second about how data plays into that. But there's also another side of this it, in just general risk management of just existing conditions of operational type risks. So let's look back at the construction risks. So for those, those could be anything from having different OSHA requirements, having uh, to make sure that you're compliant uh, and being able to track ISO compliance and knowing that you have the documentation, you know that you can find it, you have documentation of any type of 
defects or problems that are found on the construction site. Not only that they were found, when they were found, who identified them, and then if they were resolved, when were they resolved? Do we have the photos to know they were resolved? So that type of construction risk, just from a very much what we might initially think on the site, still has a lot of data involved in, in showing that it, it's been seen and that it's been addressed. Sure. Then when we look at things like just general risk management, you know, operational risks for a, a construction project, even things when we talk about supply chain and, and knowing that we're going to have a supply chain issue, uh, having information about if there's going to be a scope change. And, and the sooner we know that, and the sooner we know who's responsible, they then can make sure that they, they get the right people in place, the right products in place. If we need to do some type of, of, of replacement of a product because of a supply chain issue, we can do that. If we're going to have a labor shortage in a particular area, how do we accommodate that? And how do we make sure that our schedule has not been so affected that it is going to overall you know, affect the, the time and the cost of the project. So their data plays a, a huge part in being able to identify those risks sooner, know who's responsible, hold them accountable, and then make sure that we're, we're trying to reduce that risk and, and mitigate that risk as much as possible. Because in the end, whether it's the, that there has been something that was def, you know, a defect on site or something that was installed improperly, or it's just a, a time of uh, the, the project, the scope slipping, that can bring litigation. And litigation, as I think we, we know, is not cheap. In, in any sense, even if it's something's found that you weren't at fault, the time it can take for the discovery and the disclosure could really be significant. And I think, yeah, those all excellent points. And, and you know, Nuforma has really looked into this because we, we, we want people in this industry to deliver the best projects they can with as little litigation as possible. So we wanted to get kind of a handle on how much does this really happen? So in 2020, we actually did a survey globally, just a kind of a random survey of architectural engineering and construction firms. They weren't necessarily our customers, just more of a random survey, just to ask how many legal disputes do they, they typically confront? And if we just look at the U.S. market, we found that 34% of respondents said that in the last 12 months, they had been named in some type of legal dispute. And 43% said within the last five years, they had some type of dispute where they had to produce some disclosure or, or some discovery. And what was really interesting when you look at that is the cost then that can be involved with that. So we try to kind of cross-reference that information to get an idea of cost. And there was a study done by the Navigant Construction Forum where they said, again, looking at the, just the U.S., but that the average dispute for the U.S. costs about $10 million and 14 months of time. 
So when you put that together, just the effect that that has in the number of firms and projects that this can affect, the, the idea of really wanting to mitigate that risk of having those disputes is absolutely significant. When we looked further into that study that was done by the Navigant Construction Forum, they found that the root cause of the majority of those disputes were really around construction administration issues and contract administration issues, which in the end really comes back to data and having basically bad data, just data that didn't give them the information they needed and then led to a dispute. So you kind of answered my next question is, is looking at what is bad, bad data and its impacts. Um, it sounds like there is a significant risk if you don't have the best quality data accessible to you. Absolutely. And, and what's interesting when you, you know, that term of bad data, people think immediately inaccurate data. And yeah, that could be part of it, but that's just a small part of it. It's not just inaccurate data. It's data that isn't connected. It's, it, it, it's kind of fractured data, as I like to call it, in that maybe you have part of the story. So you understand that there was a change order, but you don't really have the information that backs it up as to, well, who asked for the change that brought about the change order? Or what was the, the problem on site that, that we had to, to make this change or do a CCD immediately because of, of the issue? And, and where did that all, where did it all stem from? Where did it root from? And if the data does not easily follow a path where you can find that, then you have data, but it's not very intelligent data. And what what I found in, uh, I hate to say it, but over 20 years now, time flies, that I've, I've been in the construction industry is that people tend to keep their information in silos. And when I say people, it's the players, as I call it. We have a lot of players in a construction project. And, you know, from the design side to the construction side and the owner, and, and they all have their own goals. Uh, but in the end, we, we want this project done, you know, on budget, on time. But yet we tend to keep information in silos so that, again, people have parts of the information, but not all of the information. And then we also rely a lot, I find, on people keeping information in their own head in a sense of, well, I'm the PM, I, I know, I know what caused that, that change order. I know that I had this conversation with the owner. That's great when they're there, but as we're experiencing right now, we have this unprecedented change of personnel. I, I know I'm finding from my clients that you know people are, are moving around this industry to different firms out of the industry, just a massive change of personnel. So if that information goes with that person, that is a complete loss of data and a huge risk to the project. In fact, you know, I was just talking to a client just minutes before you and I were speaking today, and, and he shared a story with me uh, where having a data management strategy and having a project information management system really helped him. And that was a case where just recently they had a, an office running 30 active projects 
and 10 of their 12 employees left over a six-week period. So basically, the office, uh, as far as personnel, was, was closed. And all new people had to jump on those active projects. Because of having that project information management practice in place, he was able to find the information he needed, have the communication and, and access to the communications he needed, and was able to pick up those projects and keep moving. And he said it, there was no way he could have done that if they didn't have that strategy in place. That's really a pretty amazing story. And it, it is a testament to how um, having this type of project management structure in place can make a huge difference. Uh, can you kind of expand upon that in terms of how does a company kind of put the best practices in place to avoid or, or to break away from these silos and also to capture that incredibly valuable information that is kind of locked in people's heads uh, to make sure that they can move forward if they encounter some type of a, a situation like that, like what you were describing. Absolutely. You know, I think of having a, a project information man management strategy as kind of like having insurance. It's not exciting to talk about. It's it's not very sexy. It, it's not something where you, you think, oh yeah, I really, you know, I want to mandate this for my projects. But it is so important to do because when you need it, then all of a sudden you're trying to scramble and go backwards if you didn't have those mandates in place. So what my first advice is to have that, that project information management protocol in place. So have standards, have standards of how information is going to be stored. How are people going to be able to search it? Where are projects storing information? How are they uh, really bringing in all the information, meaning the meeting minutes, the conversations, the emails? Have a practice in place that standardizes that across projects. And I say across projects because I find so many firms that will say, well, we let the, the PM decide. We let the project decide how they want to run itself. And, and that gets very difficult when you either those people are no longer with the firm that worked for that particular project, or you're trying to bring others in to assist or do cross-project work, because now they, they don't have the same standards project to project, where if they did... And they know they're, you know, they are tracking RFIs always the same way. They need to find an a, a a answer on a, what's the status of a submittal. They know exactly where to go. It looks the same. There's a standardization to each and every project and how, how those items work. The other then, again, is I mentioned that communication, right? Meeting notes, making sure that meeting notes it's great you can put it in OneNote, but is in that in any way associated with the project and with the type of meeting? So if I had to search and see, I want to see all the meeting notes that were just involving the client or that were just involving the meeting with the, the GC and the lead architect. Could I very easily search and find those and find that in a chronological order? So again, making the data more intelligent, it might be there. But is it easy to find and is it easy to put into an intelligent sequence? Also, what's really fundamental these days is security and especially communications like email communications. 
that could be about contract negotiations. It could have sensitive information about discussions with um, about different employees and in different firms, making sure you have a system that is not only just secure in you know, how internally you see it, but making sure that the, the way you're saving your data is secure to your firm and to your project. So, you know, thinking about that as you're looking at the type of technologies that are out there, making sure that 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 security is there. And then third and and last, ultimately, having an audit trail, have a trail so you know and you can prove who said what, who sent what to whom, what version did they send? Can I prove what they received? And can I actually say when they come back and say, you know, I never got that. I don't know what you're talking about. Have some type of proof to say, well, you downloaded that at this date and time. You know, maybe we're just, you're not familiar with exactly what I'm talking about. I can send it to you again, but I have the record to show that. So having that proof um, and just that audit trail of those communications, not just of emails, but of major milestones, communications of files and data that's transferred is very important. It it sounds like some really great insights that you shared, Tara. I I think that it definitely um, gives some perspective on how you can move forward with uh, implementing this strategy. Can you provide any kind of examples of what you've seen um, in the field uh, as uh, companies have implemented this type of technology into their their workflow? Certainly. And and I like to think some of the the examples that I'd like to share are are more of looking complete across the industry, meaning it involves all aspects, the the design side, the construction side, uh, making sure that that's bringing that all together. And, you know, Newforma really tries to focus on not being just specific to, to one application, really to focus on that interoperability that, that we need in a construction project. And one of the main aspects of that is some of the connectors that we, we have to different products. We find that not every company works the same way. And not every part of the industry works with the same type of products. So as an example, you know, we have the the design side that let's say they are tracking their RFIs, submittals, change orders in, in Nuforma. And they're working with a contractor, though, that is using Procore, let's say. And they're using Procore to, to track their RFIs and submittals. Well, we have a, a connector that can make those more easily connect so that when the contractor assigns the RFI for review to to the design team, it just shows up in the design team's new forma. So it is there, it is in a pending state that they can then do their review in the way they're most comfortable. And when they send their response back to the contractor, the, the technology behind it just uploads that all to Procore where the contractor needs to see it and is used to seeing it. So that means we have no learning curve on either side and and we don't have to worry about, well, wait, did I have to download that from which site did I have to go to and what do I do on this project? Again, keeps a consistency so that if I'm on the, the construction side, I just use Procore all the time. I don't worry about downloading from anywhere else. If I'm on the design side, I'm using you know, Nuforma. 
It doesn't matter if I switch projects. I know, oh yeah, there's an RFI I need to review. It's just sitting there waiting for me, ready to go. The fact that it came in from Procore, okay, that's that's fine. It doesn't affect me. I do what I need to do. I close and it goes back up to, to Procore where the contractor needs it. So, you know, making these interactions easier for the industry makes it faster. And it also just, it really cuts the, the risk of mistakes. And, and I really saw that sp- specifically with the Procore integration. I, uh, with Nuforma, I, I do deal probably more on the design side than the construction side, but I attended the last Procore uh, groundbreak and I was there introducing the, the Nuforma uh, connector. And I, I was always amazed that from, from what I hear from my clients, it's, well, oh, we always have to download from, from Procore and, you know, we have to use that. And, but when I met more on the on the construction side and met more people in that industry, they were telling me the exact same story, except from, from the other point of view in that, no, we always have to download from the new Forma site and we would love it if we could, you know, make this connection. And I was thrilled to see so many people from the, the construction industry, you know, at the booth wanting to talk about how do we make our projects more efficient? And they saw this, this connector as a way to do it. So our connector strategy from a new forma standpoint, I think is one of the most effective and best ways to just make the project more efficient and to allow the, the different groups to, to work in the products they're used to working in and they feel comfortable in. Another example of that would be our integration with Bluebeam. Who Bluebeam, they, they make a terrific markup tool, terrific collaborative markup tool so that we could all be working on the you know, same document, marking it up. And we have an integration with that Bluebeam to do the submittal review. So we can have all different disciplines coming into that submittal, seeing each other's comments, you know, acting upon that and saving time because it's all being done in real time. And then when we're ready to respond back with an answer to the contractor, we're pulling down that collaborative message that's come in from all the different disciplines that had to review it. So again, just streamlining, making sure we're not, we're not missing something or giving a complete answer back to the, back to the contractor in that case. Absolutely. It it's all sounds um, like it really can make the life of a contractor and all of the stakeholders in a project much easier. I'm curious about scalability. Is this something that really is going to be most beneficial to larger contractors working on the big product projects? Or is this something that smaller companies can also take advantage of? Everybody can take advantage of this because even I find in the, the smallest projects, you still have those different players, so to speak, in that you still have that design side and that construction side. Even if they work in a design build kind of situation, you still have the people working in their own applications that are best for their particular practice and still have the need for that information to be centralized in a sense of it doesn't have to be necessarily saved in a central place, but be able to find it in a centralized way. So whether that's a seamless integration where 
the information's moving from, you know, Procore to Newforma, or if it's a matter of in a design build, it's a smaller firm, smaller projects, we're all kind of working in that same, same, maybe network, but can we all find the data? And is the data all connected? And are we making those connections between, you know, the, the email and RFI? No matter if it's a $100 million project or a million dollar project, there is a lot of information that's still there and those connections still need to be made. Absolutely. This has been a fascinating conversation and I think I probably could go continue on for significantly longer, but are there any other insights that you would like to share that might help um, companies as they're evaluating their risk management strategy and how data falls into that might help them as they're, they're looking at moving forward? Certainly. The biggest thing I would say is to don't ignore data and, and don't think that by giving project teams ultimate flexibility in how they're storing their data and how they're managing their data is the most efficient thing for them. I find, and I talk to teams every day where they want standards. They want a place, they want a, a way to keep a, a, a standard data management practice project to project. But maybe their firm says no, that it, they're gonna let each team decide that. So I would encourage firms, when you think about risk management, Think about data management as prior part of that. And that does not mean where your data is stored. That is not the most important part of that. That's an aspect. But really, it's how intelligent is your data going to be? You can store it all in one big box, but if there's no connection between the, the pieces of information and the communications, then it's not intelligent data. And in the end, it's really not going to help you. One firm, it's, it's all those different players making sure that those communications, that that audit trail, that the tracking that you have, it encompasses not just what your team is doing on a daily basis, but how they're interacting with the other players and the other firms in that project. My last thing there would be, you know, uh, where people are moving so much. And there's so much change in the workplace that the better you have a standardization of your data, the easier you can find things, the easier you can move project to project, the easier you're going to be able to bring in new people and get them started and productive on projects. So as we're looking at risk management, it's not just about the litigation. It's also about being efficient day to day in today's workplace and making sure that people can come in and pick up your projects and get them moving and keep them on time with intelligent data. I think that that's great insights and I definitely appreciate the time you've taken today, Tara, to, to talk with us about this. I think you've given some great points that people can come away with. Thank you, Becky. It's been my pleasure. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Tara Anderson at New Forma for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by FullConstructionPros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.